Welcome to Podcasting for Coaches. I'm Brittany Felix, and I'm a podcast launch consultant who specializes in helping coaches and consultants utilize the power of podcasting as a way to build brand awareness and generate new leads for their business. I realize not every new coach or consultant can afford to hire someone to help launch their show, so I created this podcast as a way to guide you through the process of launching and utilizing your very own podcast to help you grow your business and reach a new audience of adoring followers and potential clients. If you're ready to get your voice and podcast out into the world, head over to podcastingforcoaches.com to learn more. Hey, so quick announcement before we dive into the interview this week. This episode is being released on Thanksgiving, which means it is, of course, Black Friday time. And I do have a Black Friday promotion going on through Cyber Monday that includes an over 50% discount on my podcast auditing services. Now, this is a service I don't really talk that much about, and I have no idea why, because it's absolutely incredible. So that's kind of why I decided to do this promotion, because I need to let more people know about it. With this auditing package, depending on which one you choose, I can take a deep dive into pretty much every component of your show. That includes, of course, the show itself, your intro, your outro, your calls to actions, how you have the show notes set up, both in your hosting service and on your website, your podcast presence on your website, if the RSS feed's set up properly, all of those sorts of things. So if you are getting ready to launch a podcast in 2020, or if you've already launched a podcast and you're not quite sure that you've set it up properly, or that you're really doing things in the most effective way, I really want you to take advantage of this deal. To learn more about it, just go to the show notes for this episode, which you can find by going to podcastingforcoaches.com, click on the podcast tab in the main menu, and go to episode number 63. Or I'm including a special link specifically for this promotion in the show notes for this episode and the platform you're listening to right now, provided that it allows hyperlinks. If you're listening to this after the promotion has ended, don't worry, you can still take advantage of my regular rates before they increase again in January 2020. Now that also applies to my launch packages. So if you are wanting to launch a podcast at the beginning of 2020, make sure you get on my books right now so that you can take advantage of my current rates before they also increase. That's it for the announcement, and I hope that you enjoy this episode with Chris Miles. Chris Miles, the cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor, is a leading authority teaching entrepreneurs and professionals how to quickly free up and create cash flow today, spending time doing what they love most. He's an author, host of the Chris Miles Money Show podcast, has been featured in U.S. News, CNN Money, EO Fire, and has a high reputation with his company, Money Ripples, getting his clients fast, life-altering financial results. In fact, his personal clients have increased their cash flow by over $100 million in the last nine years. Chris, that is amazing. So congrats on that. And why don't you give us a little bit of an introduction to who you are beyond just the formal bio? Yeah, you bet. I mean, so you know, I live most of the year in Utah. You know, we do leave for the winter because it gets freaking cold, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, I've got a family of of ten, and so we've got eight wow. kids total. We have a blended family. I have I brought six to the marriage, and she brought two. So therefore, she hates me more than I hate her. As a result, <laughs> you know? and uh, you know, and that's just kind of what we do. I mean, like I started out being a financial advisor, did the traditional route, and then about 2006, I realized that everything I was teaching was crap. And so uh, I turned around and I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to do the opposite. And I actually focused on cash flow. And that's actually what got me to retire in 2006 when I was 28 years old. And, and uh, you went through, through the recession where that threw things off. And then I battled back out of that. And I was able to retire once again when I was 39. 
I'm one of those few people that have been able to retire twice. And now I you know, work 10 to 20 hours a week and doing what I love, you know. That's amazing. All of that is amazing. The children and being able to retire twice and having this realization that the way that you had been doing things was wrong, at least for you and, and your situation and for, you know, what you like to teach others um, and making that huge switch. I know that there's a lot of people whose pride would get in the way, I think, of, right. of doing that. You know, I've always done it this way. What if I start telling people the opposite? They're going to think I don't know what I'm talking about. I would imagine there's a lot of fear mm-hmm. in making that kind of a shift. So kudos to you for recognizing that and doing that. So with your podcast, how long has it been going now? This particular podcast, I did one that was for about four years previously. That one's no longer Mm. available. But this one, now I'm into the fifth season. So about how many episodes do you have? I am now about episode, I think, I'm trying to remember because I I pre-posted a bunch of them (laughs) before I went to Costa Rica. Um, But I think I'm around 280 That's amazing. Congratulations, because as you know, a lot of people don't stick with podcasting. So I love that you have been at this for a while, especially with having a previous podcast. Was that first one related to your business in any way or was it separate? It was. Yeah, I did about 80 episodes of that one. You know, that one was really just to record something that I would be able to pass on as legacy. You know, it it helped with Mm -hmm. clients to help leverage my time a little bit, but it was kind of meant for my kids. It was like, hey, what if I die? At least I could pass on something to them, you know, and and now, you know, I've obviously got a lot more episodes than that. So uh, you know, now my kids are like, I hate you, dad. <laughs> right. We, we've heard your voice enough. I'm good. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> no, I love that idea of legacy and using a podcast to leave a mark and to have something left behind. I mean, you can do that with other platforms, video and blogs for sure. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I'm a fan of audio and the spoken word. So I think it's really, really cool that you came at it from that perspective because most people don't even that's not anywhere near being on their radar of this is something I'm going to be able to make my mark on the world with. Right. So with your new show, why don't you run us a little bit through what it is that you talk about and how that has been incorporated into your business? Yeah. My show is really all about, it's really for the person that they worked stinking hard, you know, like they've worked really hard to make good money, but now they're ready for their money to start working for them instead of them work for money, right? They want mm-hmm. passive income. They want to be able to have the choice to work because they want to, not because they have to. And so it's all about creating freedom and cash flow and prosperity right now, not saving for 30 or 40 years like every financial guy mm-hmm. out there tells you to do, right? And pay off all your debt and be cheap and stingy and, and hate <laughs> your life until finally you might get to that ripe old age of retirement when you can't even enjoy it anymore, right? Yes. It's all about creating freedom and cash flow and prosperity right now. And that's, you know, anywhere from I'll talk about financial topics, obviously, to business topics for business owners, as well as even personal development stuff. And even talk about things like law of attraction and things like that. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm absolutely for sure checking out your show now because I love this approach. It's something my husband and I have gone back and forth on. We are polar opposites on almost everything. (laughs) And money is one of them. He and I have been together for 12 years now. um, So I don't think it's going to ruin anything at this point. But he is the planner. He is, we have to save for our retirement. We need to have, you know, put as much money back as we can now. Just work, work, work. Same job so you don't bounce around and lose benefits. Like he's <laughs> totally in that mindset. And I'm like, yeah, but we could die tomorrow. Let's enjoy it today. And so <laughs> we've had to kind of balance each other out a little bit. Luckily, I'm winning a little bit more at this point. So we have fun in the moment. But you're absolutely right. Like retirement may never come. Even if it does, who knows what's going to happen with the economy and the world by then. There are just so many unknown variables that are outside of our control. Mm -hmm. And I 
I think it's so important to not constantly be doing everything for the future. Like, yes, think about it. You don't want to only live in the moment because that can cause you some real problems later on. But why not have a little bit of both if you can? I mean, you can enjoy it now and have some for later. So exactly. I think that's a perfect approach. Yeah, it's got to be that right balance, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. there are, I mean, it's, it's great to plan. I, I get that. You know, I understand that's great too, but it's also good to enjoy your life as well and, and find that right balance. And I mean, that's the thing I try to make as a big point of my show is that, you know, it's all about cash flow. I mean, if you have money coming in, that opens up options. And when you have more options, that's when you have real freedom. Mm-hmm. And, and so many people get caught up because they think like, oh, like, well, I got a plan for someday. Or what about retirement? Like I remember I had a guy that he was like, he had like a half million in IRAs and he was, his business was sinking. He was 62 years old. And I'm like, hey, if we cash a hundred grand of this and we go and do this, this, and this, we'll actually increase your cash flow by $50,000 a year. And he's like, yeah, but Chris, how am I going to retire? I'm like, what's the whole point of retirement? Cash flow, right? Like you just take even a piece of this and you will create 50,000 more a year. And he couldn't get it. And it wasn't until his wife, like who was, had more common sense and uh, she smacked across <laughs> the head. She's like, no, like you're only using a hundred thousand of this. There's still 400,000 you can do for whatever you're thinking. She's like, but $50,000 a year, that's like a 50% rate of return. Like you can't beat that. Right. You know? And, and so finally it went through his head. And, and the cool thing is like, it freed up that 50000 a year, just like I said it would. But then because he relaxed, his business actually started to grow too because he started to have fun in his business again because he had freedom. And so he made right. 2000 or more a month within a few months just because he was happy. <laughs> you know, that's the difference. Right. And most people listening to this podcast right now are business owners. I mean, they are entrepreneurs. And I know I personally, and they should be able to as well, can attest to the fact that when you're working your business from a place of stress Mm -hmm. and feeling like you're constantly under pressure, and especially when the finances come into that, if you're really stressed about that, your business is not going to do well. It's just not because that's going to carry over into everything you do. You're going to take clients or make decisions out of desperation, and it's just not a good recipe. So that's the perfect story, I think, for what we all go through as business owners. Exactly. So with regards to how the podcast fits into your business model, what does that look like? What purpose does it serve for your business? I mean, like I said, at first it was just a legacy type of thing and, and way to create like frequently asked questions, right? It's always nice to be able to say, right. if someone wants to ask a question, there's a lot of depth behind it. Say, you know what? Click that. Like, like go <laughs> <Right>. there. <laughs> Listen to that. That was like 15, 20 minutes. Go check that out. That'll answer your questions. And then you can come back and ask for clarity. So it was a leverage thing for me, right? At first. Mm-hmm. But then it started shifting a little bit and I started to realize like, wait a minute, it was interesting because like I'd be on other people's interviews and people would call up and like talk to my sales manager, for example, and they'd say, hey, uh, yeah, I want to work with Chris. She's like, well, why? They're like, I don't know. Like I just hear his voice and I just trust him. What, what does he do, by the way? Like they wouldn't <laughs> even know what I did. They just said like, I just trust him. You know? and, and I realized that my voice was that thing. Like, you know, like some people are just great with videos and they're, they're like the Instagram queens, you know, and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm no Instagram queen. I will tell you that much, <laughs> um, you know, but you know, the thing is with my voice, like I can teach and I, and I teach in a very unique way because of that, I'm able to attract more people and, and, and they tend to be the perfect people. They've already kind of, in a sense, vetted me and kicked my tires because Without any pressure, they can listen to me and understand what I teach. Well, on the flip side, you know, I also am very strategic on how I speak through my podcast that attracts the perfect person to reach out so that I'll say, oh my gosh, I can get you amazing results. This is awesome. Thank you for reaching out because 
this makes it fun for me and it's fun for you too. It's perfect, you know? Yeah. So I want to kind of dive into that a little bit because I love the idea that you're taking this approach of using very specific language and really making sure that your content is going to resonate with the exact person you want to work with. Mm. That is something that gets missed quite a bit with podcasters. They think they'll just hit record and start talking (laughs) and they forget that there's a real human being they're talking to. And do you want that person to be your ideal client or do you want it to be somebody who is maybe a wonderful person, but not the type of person you want to work with? So do you mind talking about how you do that with your podcast, how you use that specific language and how you get your listeners to qualify themselves so that by the time they are reaching out to you, they've already, as you said, vetted themselves and you don't really have to necessarily go through that process for them. Yeah. You know, it's something like, I imagine you probably do something very similar, you know, like when you're doing your stuff, Brittany, because when I do any show or any interview, you know, I'm always picturing a very specific person in mind. Like I don't just try to talk to the masses. That's what I used to do, right? But instead, I hold a very specific image of somebody in my mind. You know, it could be a man or a woman. It could be a certain age range. They could be a certain even career type or a certain type of, for the most part, I usually go for an emotional type thing. So like, for example, on this show, like I realized like I'm probably talking to a lot of millennials. I'm probably talking to a millennial that's probably about 28 years old. That's actually doing pretty awesome with their business right now. Like they have an online business and they're doing some cool stuff. But they're like, all right, like I'm ready for some passive income. Like I keep that in my mind when I'm doing this interview, right? Mm-hmm. And I hold that image and I talk to that person. Same thing on my own show. Like I'll usually picture somebody that's more like in their 40s, probably about late 30s to late 40s, somewhere in that range. And they're like, okay, yeah, I'm making 150, 200,000 a year. And, but man, I'm just working hard. And sure, I, make, I have a comfortable life, you know, but I want to actually get my money doing some more stuff. And so I'll talk to that person. And a lot of times when people reach out, they say, yeah, it feels like you were talking right to me. Perfect. (laughs) Which is exactly what you want to be doing if you're podcasting. Like you want to talk to a specific person, whoever that is for you, right? Right. But I know like, you know, those people, like I, you know, when I talk about getting your money working for you, so you don't have to work so hard for your money. That's because I had so many people tell me that, you know, on in person or like on the phone Mm -hmm. or whatever, that eventually I just kind of adopted their words. And so I think that's the key is that you want to adopt their language, the words that they use, you know, not just whatever you think of using, but, you know, what is it that connects to them? Because it really, when you do a podcast, it is about creating value, but it's also about creating a connection and getting them to say, hey, I feel like he understands me or she understands me. When everything changed, when I did that, and also when I would actually invite people to do something. (laughs) Um, weird. I know. It was actually my wife that brought it to my attention about three years ago. She said, you know, you're all about delivering value for people and, and just teaching. But a lot of the reason people don't reach out is because they have no clue what you do. Like they don't even know how you right. do what you do. She's like, you need to invite them. And so I started to invite, said, hey, you know, if there's a specific topic, not every show, but there's a specific topic, I said, hey, reach out to me, email me and I'll do that. And and the funny thing is then people would start to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then they reach out and they're like, and they would even say themselves. I mean, some people would email me and just say, hey, Chris, like, I'm not ready for you yet. I just know I'm not, but I'm working to get my situation to where I would be. And it's funny because like if I ask a few questions like, oh, yeah, you are getting to that place. You're almost there. You know, reach out to me when blank happens, right? Or something happens in your situation. And a lot of people like they'll reach out and I'll use case studies and examples of people just like them that gets them to say, that's me, you know? And so that's 
I think that's the real secret of making podcasting pay you back, you know, like to really work where it becomes, it can be an effective marketing tool because it does allow you to reach those people that are perfect for you, that you can actually deliver a lot of value for. Uh, and by the way, I can deliver a value for a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of wide right. range of people, <laughs> but I, I get to be very specific. I try to niche down as much as possible so that, you know, I hit that target. And then there's some people that out go outside that target a little bit, but then they might still be a perfect fit. And I'll tell you like 80, 90% of the time people reach out to me, I'll say, yeah, you're exactly the person I help. And your situation is exactly the kind of situation I can create a multiple hundred percent ROI on our time together. Right. And that is incredible. I mean, speaking from a coaching or consulting standpoint, what coach or consultant doesn't want 80 to 90% of the leads coming in to be their ideal client? Yeah. I mean, most coaches and consultants would kill for that. They're not spending their time on discovery calls and realizing, you know, halfway through that it's just not the type of person they normally want to work with because they have, as you brilliantly pointed out, you know, put their content geared toward the masses. Like the, you are speaking to one specific person. That's what I try to do with this show. I mean, we even talked beforehand about like who my audience typically is. And I have people who are not even coaches or consultants that listen to this show still. Yeah, I have men. I have women in their 50s. But I aim everything towards, you know, millennial female coaches or consultants. And I actually love, love, love to work with like business coaches or like wellness coaches. That's just the content I like to consume myself. So if I'm going to listen to a show for one of my clients, I would love for it to be something I like to listen to. So when I use my language, that is who I am picturing in my mind is a millennial female business or wellness coach. That's exactly who I'm speaking to as if yeah. she were sitting right across the desk from me. So I think that is a really key thing to keep in mind. And I love that you said you tailor it for your guest appearances as well, because you're right. My audience on this show and who you're specifically speaking to is not the same as when you're on your own show or even somebody else's podcast. Yeah. So I think that is really, really important to keep in mind. And I do kind of want to touch base really quickly with your show since you have been doing it for a long time. Do you have any kind of a support staff or support team that helps you with various aspects of the podcast? Not at all. No. That's the thing that's incredible. It's like, I'm one of those people, I like things, keep things very simple. That's kind of my personality anyways. Because of what I did with the show and how specific it got, I didn't even need a sales manager anymore because almost everybody I talked to actually were qualified. You know, I didn't have to have to right. screen them for me. And so my profit went up and, and same thing with my podcast. I keep it very simple. I, I actually only do one take podcasts. I mean, occasionally I cough. And so I'll cut that right. out, you know, <laughs> or maybe I'll stutter so bad. I'm like, okay, that's kind of embarrassing. But for the most part, I leave everything in. There's no editing or any, anything needed. I mean, I use it my garage band on my Mac when I record my podcast and, mm -hmm. and I cut and splice. And I'm usually from the time I record to the time that it's done and produced, it takes me probably about 45 minutes total, maybe. And I only do two of those a week. So it's pretty easy. So do you do entirely solo then, I'm assuming? Yeah. I do bring on some guests from time to time, but uh, for the most part, solo. The guests is actually the hardest part because those are the ones that have to edit the yes. most, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I completely understand that. Not necessarily from the people I've had on my show because luckily I have the vast majority of my guests are podcasters themselves. Mm -hmm. So most are generally pretty well-spoken and they understand the recording process. But in editing for clients for the past several years, 
yeah, those guest interviews can be really interesting sometimes. So that is something to keep in mind when you listening, if you're considering starting a podcast and you're trying to decide on the format, going with a solo show is going to be a lot easier. So if you are very pressed for time and you need to keep things super simple, like Chris does, consider starting out solo because that will make creating the content so much easier. You're not having to schedule interviews and record them and it will make promotion easier because you're not having to create images for your guests and send them emails. And it'll make the editing easier if you're doing that yourself as well. So thank you, Chris, for bringing that up (laughs) because that is a huge, huge, huge concern for a lot of coaches or consultants who are considering starting a podcast is the time commitment and just how much time it will take. So I love that you are an example of using a super simple approach. And why don't you tell everyone where they can find you and your podcast if they want to follow up with you after the show? Yeah, absolutely. I know with my show, I mean, you can always go on iTunes or find it anywhere. But yeah, the Chris Miles Money Show is a great show. And like I said, I have a lot of fun with it. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Well, I love that. I love when podcasters and service providers don't take themselves too seriously. And I can tell you have a very easygoing personality and just an easygoing way of speaking. So I would imagine that would be the same in your show as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just a reflection of me. Yeah. Some of those solo episodes are so nice because when you can get your own stuff done, like sometimes I'll do an episode in like 12 to 15 minutes. I'm thinking, dang, that was fast and easy. Done. Let's get out of here. You know, I love it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. There's a reason that I try to keep these episodes 20 minutes or less. So, Uh (laughs) and it's exactly that. So Chris, thank you so much for being on the show. I had a fantastic time chatting with you. I know I will be checking out your podcast. I think everyone listening should as well, especially as a coach or consultant plan for the future, of course, but make sure you're enjoying your life now and the fruits of your labor as an entrepreneur. And definitely check out Chris's show because I'm sure he can help with that. So Chris, thank you again. And I will talk to everyone next week. And that wraps up another episode of Podcasting for Coaches. If you'd like to connect with me further, you can do so on Instagram at Podcasting for Coaches. If you know it's time to finally get serious about starting your podcast, go to podcastingforcoaches.com and click on the work with me tab in the main menu to learn more about my one-on-one launch consultation packages or my self-paced online course. And I look forward to seeing the podcast that you create and put out into the world.